Hello, powerful people. My name is Edouard Gilles, personal development speaker and talk show host. And I want to welcome you to this holistic experience called Ed Talks Daily Personal Development and Motivation. This podcast is all about growth in all aspects of your life. How do you solidify a great mindset that will lead to a healthy body, healthy relationships, and an in-tune spirit? Well, join me on this journey to becoming the best version of ourselves. If you want a podcast that you can relate to, a podcast that will motivate and inspire you, all while educating you on ways to personally develop and grow as a being, Ed Talks Daily is for you. Find Ed Talks Daily on your favorite podcast app and be sure to leave your thoughts in the form of a review. Or tune in live every Monday at 12 p.m. by visiting FAURradio.com. What's going on, everybody? I'm over here with my bros, Javier and Justin. Yeah, Justin De La Peace. (laughs) Justin De La Peace. Don't forget the peace. Don't forget the peace. De La either. These boys are like the geniuses here in my life right now, and we're just like sitting here on Sunday. Is it so Sunday? Still Sunday. Yeah. It's it's so Sunday. We're stealing Oprah so Sunday today. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to talk about some different topics. (laughs) Who's Oprah? I don't know. I I only know Ed. Yeah. This is the Ed Talks podcast, um, and you're watching it live here on the video. So today, you know, we were talking earlier just about life and growing and becoming and it's like so such concept comes together when we're just talking about like yeah. when you actually sit down and have these round table conversations. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So let's just go through around the room and get a quick little introduction, everybody. Uh-huh. Um, you know, because like not everyone knows who we are right now. That's it. That's so Javier, so tell us a little bit more about yourself. Okay, my name is Javier Lee. You know, I'm a I'm a writer. I'm a well, I'm not a writer. I'm a I'm a wordsmith. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I feel like I'm a wordsmith. I try to manipulate my words. To help people, you know, gather their thoughts together. Mm-hmm. It's called Food for Thought, so that's my brand. You know, um, I try to... What I what I do is I try to help people. I try to help people find their balloon. And by balloon, I mean I try to help them find their purpose and their meaning towards life as I find my purpose. Mm-hmm. And so I do that through my poetry, through my marketing services, and just through conversation. I try to have meaningful conversation. So that's what I do. Mm-hmm. So Justin, tell us, Justin, the live piece. That's you. pretty interesting. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. I, I love that. It's mission-oriented, right? Thank you. Yeah, I hope so, I can follow that up well. No, you. Um, my name is Justin or Justin De La Peace. Don't forget the De La Peace. For real, um, I'm a messenger of God. Mm-hmm. I'm a father. Nice. I'm a future husband. Yes. Um, I'm a son. I'm a hey. brother. I'm a hey. friend. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a business owner. Nice, nice. Um, I just want to help. I'm just here to help. Be of service. Service. So yeah. let's talk about service. Yeah. What does it mean to be really in service? What do you think? What's your definition? Um, like for me, being of service is understanding that what the world is really about. Yeah. You know, the the way if you want to become the greatest, you have to serve more. So in the Bible. It's right there, like you said. Yeah, exactly. You're talking about um, that, yeah. If you want to be the best, I mean, this is it's about it's about what that says the greatest serves more. Yeah. Or along the lines of that. Yeah. So that's what I think. It's just if you strive to be the greatest, you have to serve. The definition of service is just go beyond yourself. Well, my brother Ed, it's funny that you mentioned service because I'm wearing this 
PBM Jackie right now. So you know we're part. Of, we all that's just how we met. Mm-hmm. We met by trying to give service to mm-hmm. you know, to to, <clears throat> to give service to our communities. You know PBM Progressive Black Men Incorporated is a nonprofit community service organization. So that's actually what brought us all together. And so when I think of like service, I think of just everybody just realizing that okay, look, we're all people. We're all interconnected. It, it, it should be our daily mission to kind of help one another. Because when you help somebody, you're, you're helping yourself mm-hmm. in return. You know, gratitude is key. And so that's why I believe community service is just doing kind acts to one another. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because you know it's gonna it's good karma. It's the law of uh, risa, risa, reciprocity. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a law. You know what I'm saying? You do something nice for somebody else, and then you know in return it's gonna happen to you. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think service is. How about you, Jibre? Keep young. I mean, how about you? <laughs> I just mistake Jibre and Justin. Um, how about you, Justin? Me, I believe that service and giving is equal to true, like, love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all, we're, 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 humans are made in God's image. And the whole um, key to life is just trying to, from the beginning of your life to the end, all you should be focused on is trying to get as close to God as possible. Right. And um, you should be focused on building your relationship with God. And in order to do that, you have to do the things that it says to do in the Bible. Right. The Bible is the basic instructions before leaving earth. Mm-hmm. That's what you're supposed to do. It gives you, it literally breaks down every single like step that you have to take mm-hmm. in order to pretty much like reach your, your mm-hmm. destination to really fulfill the path that God has laid out for you. Right. Part of that path is giving and loving just like God loves you. So if you're really saved and you're really living your life for Christ, then you're going to be giving like off rip like it's yeah. not even a question like it's part of you. do it's not mm-hmm. it's not like a lot of people give for the the clout or mm-hmm. you know like to be seen or like yeah. whatever they give because they feel like they're obligated to give mm-hmm. but yeah. i don't i don't feel like that's right you're just supposed mm-hmm. to give just because you know mm-hmm. it's it's the right thing mm-hmm. yeah it's just what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. it just comes, comes naturally mm-hmm. so for, for me to answer the question service is love mm-hmm. service is love mm-hmm. just like spreading spreading god's love that's beautiful. beautiful. It is very beautiful. Yeah. Javier trying to like match up with the same thing I'm saying. So, <laughs> <laughs> so isn't that what you do like as your nonprofit and as your like for profit, which I would say like to me it's like the same because it's all around the lines. Of- what nonprofit? The, oh. the one that I have the idea for? No, I mean I'm saying that like some of the things that your company like your company does also, um, you also have another side side thing that's a, that's a non-profit as well don't you um not yet i i mean i had mm-hmm. the the um worries in paradise before mm-hmm. and that was like my my non-profit but um that was like all like the whole idea of it was like focused around my mom that's why i had started it mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> when i lost my mom i stopped like because it i felt like it was pointless after that um, yeah, yeah, I know it wasn't pointless, but at that moment, I felt like it was pointless. Um, so now, yeah, I want, I want to start getting back into like creating my own nonprofit, but in a different way, mm-hmm. something that will help more people. I want to help as many people as possible. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. 
So giving is also like you think about like trying to reach more people in a deep way. Yeah. Yeah. A peace offering. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was asking. Also. Yeah. So offering. so with that with like uh, a peace offering, my clothing company, and also with my photography, De La Peace. Um, the point is just to spread God's message. And um, that's my way of giving back, like using my talents to spread God's message. Beautiful, bro. Thank you. For real. Beautiful. It's powerful. You're Javier. Like, you were leading the conversation earlier, man. You got to lead the podcast. Uh, we were talking about like some very interesting concepts. Like, what if we go through? What if we run through them and just, we just see our thoughts on it? Oh, man. Oh, man. It's some gems. Better drop some gems. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We, we were talking about a lot of things today. And so one of the things that one of my friends, one of my one of my best friends, actually childhood best friends, Devin, he actually um said something that I don't even think he he realized the power that was in it. Mm-hmm. You know, he was like, um, either you don't know how to do something, right, mm-hmm. or you just don't you just don't want to do it. And it's powerful, you know, because he's literally that's life. Either you don't know how to do something, or you just don't want to do it. Because if you want to do it, you're gonna find every way to do it, mm-hmm. just by learning how to do it, or you're gonna find someone that can do it for you. You're gonna find someone who could complete the service for you. So either you don't want to do it, or you just don't know how to do it. And so I look at it like that's just the way life is. You know, it it just takes a conscious decision to whether you want to do something, whether you want to accomplish a goal, whether it's you want to create this business, whether you want to lose weight, whether you want to get that job, you want to get that grade, you want to get that girl or guy. It just takes that conscious decision. Mm-hmm. And so it's either you don't you don't want to do it, or you just just don't know how. So I feel like sometimes you just gotta. Go in life and figure how to do it. And once you figure out how, then you, you should know how to do it by then. You know what I'm saying? You just got to execute. And I feel that's where a lot of us fall short. We just don't want to execute. I feel that's, that's the do step. You, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Do, you. do you think there could be like a third um, option to that? What's the third option? The, I feel like the third option would be like, it's not meant for you. Of course. But like that, like it's somebody else's gift. That's not your gift. That's true. That's true. That's true. Just because you know you can know how to do it, but you don't. I mean, you gotta like capitalize off of it, so you can still know how to do it. You don't have to do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying we all know how to shoot a basketball. We're not we're not meant to do it though. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, let's talk about point. that. It's not your gift or somebody else's gift. Yeah. So when do you find out that something you're doing is not you're not really good at it and you have to not move good on? At it. Cause like we all here had like a bunch of different ideas, and different yeah. businesses. I know myself yeah. I had like twenty businesses at once. Yeah. And you doing all these companies. When do you know like okay this skill set is? I thought it was for me, but it's not really for me. I gotta move on. When do you know? Well, as far as for me, mm-hmm. I feel like I can learn everything, but I know what I'm not. What's not my strength? Mm-hmm. And by me acknowledging that, cause it takes a you know acknowledging stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I know someone. If I can't do, it, I know someone who can do it. I know somebody who can do it better than me. You know what I'm saying? I know I can take a picture on the camera phone, but I may not be the best photographer. I'm going to get my best friend Justin to take the picture. Mm-hmm. He knows how to do it. So even though it may not be for me, it may not be my gift, I know somebody who could do that, John. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how I look at life. Whatever I can't do, I can could, I could learn how to do it. I may not be the best, but I know mm-hmm. I, can find, I can find who the best is and either learn from him or just have him do it for me. Mm-hmm. That's just how I look at life. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So like, do you, so there's a certain time like you just like how long does it take for you to know something's not for you? Well, I just don't. I don't have a passion for it. Okay, when you I don't feel, have a passion, when you fall off. Like, for so how many months is that? Like, how, how many? What like, was your typical life shell life of your dreams and actions? Of my dreams and actions. That before you accepting that it's not an action anymore. 
I don't know. I feel like a lot of my, like a lot of things that I'm doing, especially for now, mm-hmm. is like it's been dreams that I just pushed to the side from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm now I'm doing it again. I'm like, oh my God, this was my passion all along. Yeah. And you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just learning. I'm just, I'm just stumbling upon it, but it was always, like I have a passion for cooking. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like, but I didn't really cook for, you know, I just cook for fun sometimes, but like this mm-hmm. stemmed all the way from high school. Like one of my teachers, Miss McKay, like she's like one of my first mentors and stuff. You know, and like, you know, like we had something called Buck's Diner. I went to Deerfield Beach High School. We had something called Buck's Diner. Like I had, we had like a um, culinary course. Mm-hmm. So I learned how to cook. I learned how to like do Buck's Diner, where we kind of um, we it was like a little kitchen. Mm-hmm. We had a big kitchen. We would cook the food, and then we would like collect the money from the teeth, like the staff and the students. And then like we would like they would come in for like lunchtime and stuff. Like mm-hmm. we would skip class and go there. And it was like a little diner, and we learned how to do. It. We had like the whole table presentation, like the whole line. People yeah. cook the food. People serve the food. I'll sit there and collect the money. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I help cook the food. I help serve the food. So I, I was learning all of that from a young age. And so, like, people thought my, like, my love for cooking, and that just came out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. my mom's Jamaican. Like, she used to actually sell food plates at her house. My mom been doing that since I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I seen that whole process growing up, and, you know, volunteering at church. So I, like, everything I do is, like, it's, it's like it's just suppressed thoughts that I always wanted to do. It's always right. around right. me. But now it's, like, making sense. Finally come into fruition. So the ideas never really leave. We're going to really get back leave. to that. We're going to get back to that. Yeah, so I, feel, just I feel like the idea just like evolves. It either evolves into something else or it leads you to what your true passion is. Yeah. So how did it happen for you? I know you did a lot of stuff. Tell us about, <laughs> get, go, through, go through all about the... Go start from the shoes to everything. Oh, yeah. Um. So so the way that I find like something's not for me is usually... <laughs> I feel like the way you, anybody finds something is not for them is mm-hmm. they at least have to like try it. Good. So I would try something, and even if I'm good at it, like for for example, um, I don't know, like 2016 or something like right. that, I started doing sneaker customization. Yeah. And <laughs> the, the, it, yeah. yeah, the first like sneaker uh-huh. custom that I did, not to like be cocky or nothing like that, but it was pretty pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um. And I feel like I I grew better at it over like that that month that I was doing it or a couple of months. Yeah. But eventually it became like I don't really want to do this. Like I'm not having fun doing this anymore. At first it was fun when I was just mm-hmm. you know painting my own shoe in my room like bored with nothing to do. But then mm-hmm. when I start getting like requests like oh can you tie dye my clear midsole and <laughs> change this white so, upper part to so black. So why is it like, that you got tired of it? Was it the time it was taken? Or no, was it like, I got tired of like the having to do it like on somebody else's like clock. Yeah, exactly. Like See? now, now I have to, I have to like finish this person's shoe by Wednesday and it's mm-hmm. not the same. Like it takes the, it takes the fun out of it. But then eventually that led me to making custom dashikis and then that led me into back into like my love that I've always had for for clothing Mm -hmm. so so that idea from making custom dashikis evolved into me selling clothes so now I'm creating a a Instagram thrift store right and I'm going thrifting and then reposting that and then that led me into turning instead of thrifting and finding items, I'm making my own items. So that led into the, the hat line, Boca Bodega. From the hat line, um, I really fell in love with like taking pictures for it mm-hmm. and stuff. So that led, that evolved into me doing photography. photography. Mm-hmm. And then 
I, I got back into the clothing thing and those two skills that came from all of these things that I didn't really want to do, mm-hmm. now I'm putting them both into something that I do really want to do. And then that's just giving me more skills. So I always thought that I had a problem with quitting things and giving mm-hmm. up on things, but you it wasn't evolved. really the case. Yeah, like I didn't really stop doing anything. It just became something else. Mm-hmm. So everything that I've done has just become became like something yeah. else yeah that's that's next level it's kind of involvement like, of your talents you i know? feel like our talents are like in this ball right here mm-hmm. this ball is like it's like all our talents like interconnected and we we, we be thinking like we're just good at one thing or we're supposed to focus on one thing but really we're just a mess we're, we're a ball of talent bro and it's just like you have to like pick which ones you want to utilize and sometimes you're tangled up right there you don't really know where you're going in life but you have all this inside of you, but if you take the time to kind of unwind yourself and figure yourself out and mm-hmm. focus, mm-hmm. like, you have all this inside of you, bro. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. This is really one big wire, mm-hmm. just, like, bundled up. That's your talent. You have mm-hmm. this one cord of talent, but because, you know, life, we're still trying to figure ourselves out, it's like we're just this mess. And then if you take the time to unwind ourselves out mm-hmm. and figure ourselves out, you realize that it's just one big wire, bro. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say how I'm raveling now, but... <laughs> it's, just a, like it's just one big wire. We're one big wire, bro, because we're all connected. It's crazy. Interconnected. <laughs> you break. He breaking the wire and stuff. I don't know about that. I'm about to leave sooner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I got it. But so life is a big wire, and like yeah. sometimes we're just trying to like bridge, bridge the gap between like what we're trying to do and where we're at. Yeah. So how do we like that gap? Tell us about like when you're like going for something and you just like have done so much hope about it, you kind of like. Maneuver through like your childhood to now, and you, yeah. you you realize okay, this is what I've been good at the whole time, and I've been doing it this whole time. And you're like, okay, I'm at a state where I knew what I want, but I'm not where I want to be. Like, tell us about how that feels. How do you feel like when you like, you know where you're at right now, and you know where you want to be, but you can't feel that gap exactly how you want it to be. How does that feel? Um. So so like. I, so you're saying like okay I know I want to be like you know where you want to be at you know you got you, you got it in you you have the belief you have the vision but yeah. you can't really s- seem to fill that full gap how, how does it how does it feel in, in that feel? and when you're trying to do that how does it really feel how do you describe that feeling talk about the water you want to talk about the pool um well um so so where you are in life and where you want to be is really it really doesn't exist like mm-hmm. where where you are in life is all like in your head mm-hmm. if you think you like if you change your mindset and you think you're like you i i could right now say like i'm good like i'm happy i'm satisfied i'm where i want to be mm-hmm. and then everything else will just like fall into place yeah mm-hmm. Um, and then with actually changing your mindset, you just have to realize that the only thing keeping you back from that Mm -hmm. mindset is yourself. Mm -hmm. You're the reason that you don't think like that. Mm -hmm. So you have to conquer the the things inside of you, which is like vices, Mm -hmm. uh, fear, anxiety, which I guess would be a form of fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, 
just doing doing what's what's right. Like you know what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You already know. Everybody knows what they're supposed to do. Yeah. It's just a matter of doing it. Mm-hmm. So how um, did you feel when you wasn't like? So you so you say so you're saying that you don't have to fill the gap. It's already filled. Yeah, there is no gap. Uh-huh. I feel like there there's no gap. There's no wall that you have to get over. The uh-huh. the wall is you. Like uh-huh. you're the gap. <laughs> so so um you know I would like to say that like. I have that mindset, but I don't have that mindset yet. I'm still struggling to mm-hmm. to beat myself. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the only way that I could do that is by following God. Mm-hmm. God knows. He, he's going to... I truly believe that God is going to tell me everything that I need to do in order to get my mind right. Mm-hmm. He's going to lead me there. And... um. What what Javier was saying with was telling him about the water. Uh, every day after work, I've been coming home and just jumping in the pool mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, I know it's gonna be cold, but I don't put my feet in or anything like that to like test the water. I just jump straight in and um, deal with it. And I was saying that it's a lot like just following your dreams mm-hmm. and just completely just having faith in God, mm-hmm. because um, a lot of people their their faith is weak. And they have a lot of fear. So that's like coming to the pool and just like putting your foot in to like see if the water is too too cold. And then if it's too cold, you're like, oh, no, I can't get in. It's too cold. I'll just turn around and just go home. Yeah. But if you just take the chance, you just completely have faith and you just jump into the pool, then you made it. Like. Mm-hmm. And after a few minutes, the water is not that cold anymore. It gets easier. Mm-hmm. And and if you're on you're while while you're in the pool and it's warm now, you're thinking like, dang, what if I had just said nah, like, and, and just turned around and went home. But now nah, like I'm having fun in the pool. Yeah, that's where the fun's at. Yeah, you jump, but you just say, yeah, forget it. I'm I, jump I love that um that quote from Will Smith. Like that's like my favorite thing. Uh, he said, like, the best things in life are on the other side of fear. Yeah, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. So true. Because fear is just made up, and so you're really just blocking your happiness by just this imaginary, like, like, like force field. Yeah. Which is fear. Yeah, so, like, fear is, like, the biggest thing. Yeah, conquering your fear. And you, make, you make it So, up. yo, what's your biggest fear? What's my biggest fear? Yeah, just, one, just tell me your fear and then move on. My biggest fear, I guess, is this... I guess not being good enough. That's one. That's been one of my my biggest fears. Yeah, that's your biggest fear. My biggest fear is going to hell. <laughs> yeah. My biggest fear. Hmm. I don't know. I used to be. I used to be deadly. What's my biggest of fear? But <laughs> no, we talking about that. That I'm scared of spiders. Yeah, I mean, I'm going serious. <laughs> like, what's your, what's your biggest fear? Hey, my my biggest fear like... is definitely going to hell. I mean, why is, that shouldn't even be a fear for you. You're safe. I'm struggling. Everybody's struggling. I'm saved, but, like, I yeah. struggle, like... Yeah, but, okay, yeah, so when you're saved, does that mean you have to struggle to be to your salvation, or does that mean you're saved? It means... It means, um, I, I... Okay, so the way I see it, right? If I'm saved, that means... Well, okay, we're, like, sneaker releases, Right? I'm going to use this as like a, a metaphor or whatever. With sneaker releases, there's um, like, they come out with like an exclusive pair of shoes and stuff, right? And 
they can't give a pair to everybody. Everybody doesn't get a pair. So what they do is they have a raffle to give you the chance to buy the shoe. Just because you win the raffle doesn't mean that you're guaranteed the pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. It means that you get to come and line up and maybe mm -hmm. buy the pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's what being saved is. Like, okay, I'm, I'm giving my life to Christ. I want to do things right. So I have my raffle ticket. But it's really up to me if I I buy the pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. So like, I, even though I have my raffle ticket, I, I, yeah, yeah, I might decide not to go wait in line, or like mm -hmm. I might wait in line for a little bit, but then get out of line and and say like I don't want the shoes no more. So I feel like that's what being saved is. Mm -hmm. So I I say to that like I think I'm more I'm more um. I'm not scared of hell as much as I'm like I'm more anticipating like what heaven would be like. Yeah, you know, because like trying to get into fear, like trying to be scared of like something that might burn you, burn your soul, is only gonna attract you to that. Yeah, because you because first instance like you're gonna have doubt because you're always doubting yourself. Am I good enough? And you said like the fear of not being good enough yeah, and exactly. the fear like of like that's that's interconnected. And I feel like the more you start to think, am I good enough? You yourself like freezes you. That's another fear. Yeah, you know, good. you got yourself a third fear because now you're like, yo, I might, I might not just be, I'm not as a great Christian or I'm not as, as like a good businessman or I'm not good in that. Mm -hmm. And then that puts you even more back. So then it's really pulling you, pulling you back towards the very thing you don't want. And that's why when you asked me what was my, my deepest fear, everything I was saying was just things I didn't want. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I would be attracting them. Oprah. <laughs> I'm like, I'd be attracting a hell of these fears right now. So, like, I couldn't even mention a fear. I'm like, yeah. shit, I might as well not be afraid. <laughs> not big fact. That's Being unafraid, nice. kid. That's real. And that's just, real. like, living out of love. Being afraid? Being afraid is your biggest fear. No, nah, I feel like <laughs> this shouldn't be a fear. That answer should, should not be answered. Because you're speaking into existence. Yeah, because if you're making it your biggest fear, it becomes your biggest that thing that you ponder upon, not trying to hit and end up hitting. Yeah, we were just talking about, I think David Meltzer, shout out to David Meltzer, he, was just, he just dropped a video mm -hmm. about attracting this, those those things. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that's what I, it's like, the, as we ask these questions, it's like you could, if you really think about it, it makes you really look deeper into yourself and see how you think. And some of the answers you're giving right now, it's like when you said um, you just got to do it. Do you feel like you were actually doing some of the stuff? Because like me personally, I feel like with the ideas I have, like not all of a lot of them have not been really been done. But it's about like kind of like sorting and figuring it out. Mm -hmm. So how do you feel about that? You feel like how on a scale from one to ten, like with ten being a hundred percent, how far up your potential do you think you're living? Maybe forty percent, bro. Like, mm -hmm. I remember I talked to my girl. Mm -hmm. about like fifteen percent of my potential. That scared mm -hmm. me. I was like, mm -hmm. Yo. how about you? Sound like ten percent, ten percent, not even dead. Yeah. I remember I was saying I I like in the summer at some point I was like, damn, I'm doing a lot. I'm, I said I'm only using thirty percent, and then now I'm, I'm I'm like, yo, now there's intention and deliberate action every single day. Set down, you know, you still at probably fifty percent. Yeah, like it's it's not even it's not even a hundred percent. Yeah, and it's just like, how do you feel like? How beautiful is 100% of yourself looking like? How do you think that person looks like? 
Hundred percent me, bro. I, that boy, we were just talking about. We billion, I'm a billionaire, dog. Mm-hmm. I'm a billionaire. Hundred percent me. Like, there's no question about it. Changing the world, impacting other so, people. So you're a billionaire. How about the purpose side? He said impacting. I'm trying to impact other people mm-hmm. so they could find out their purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Hundred percent would be me helping a billion people. Yeah. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I don't, I don't know what would be a word for that. I want to be a billionaire, but like. Not a billion dollars. Yeah. Helping a billion people. people. Nice. You have a billion people you're bound to be, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Trust me. Yeah, it's like having it's like trust funds or like yeah. or donations. Which one yeah. is worth more? Yeah. Like the impact. You know, you know, this is like there's a story about if you teach a man how to fish, mm-hmm. you'll be able to fish or if you give him a fish. I I, like, I um that's Live so to starve. Uh, I said that quote. Mm-hmm. You don't remember I said that quote for uh, my community service speech well, at our PBM, PBM. Yeah. induction. <laughs> four years ago? Almost yeah, four years ago, yeah almost four years. years. You're four, let's talk about that, PBM. So if y'all didn't know, y'all tuning in the podcast here. I call these my brothers, Justin and Javier, because yeah. we're brothers, right? Yeah. And like it was awesome um, joining the organization called Progressive Black Men Incorporated. Mm-hmm. And and we were class brothers. Class brothers. So tell us about our experience. I know. I, I guess I can tell you about our experience. I'm like, tell us about our experience. Joseph, <laughs> you don't know think I'm talking about that? I should delete that tweet. Ed is, Ed is I'm the funny one in the job. There, you're the funniest one. Just you are pretty funny. You are, pretty fu- you are very funny, bro. You're brave. I admire that, bro. It's gonna take you very far. Yeah. Um, so the, our experience was it was great, bro. Like we. We we've been <laughs> yeah, we've been through so many things together and so many good experiences, bad, bad experiences, learned That's, so many things, yeah. had so many laughs, yeah, heartaches, a lot of stuff, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What what exactly about our experience? Yeah, so like just um joining about? the chapter with a bunch of strangers. And I guess not strangers, but people like you probably we know and have seen around yeah. strangers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just like have to get to know what they're about, who they are, and then we all coming together for growth and a common purpose. How was that? I think it was, a, it was you know, it was a, I feel like it was a good experience, bro. Because what PBM does, bro, PBM puts like these different young men, mm-hmm. you know, these different young men who come from different backgrounds and different walks of life into one room, and it was like, okay, we have a common purpose, and that's to eradicate the negative stereotypes placed on people of African descent. You know what I'm saying? They give you that one purpose to do, and we find these different ways to do that. Yeah. You know, through community service, through these different creative... Um, we, we explore different events when it comes to, like, financial literacy. You know what I'm saying? We talk about, like, you know, women empowerment. Mm-hmm. We talk about all these different topics. We come into the room, and so you take all these different young men and, and show them that they, they have all these different values that are so similar. And, you know, and so we learn about each other. We learn about what makes somebody happy. We learn about what, somebody, what makes somebody sad. We learn about how to make money. We learn about the power that we have within ourselves and how to, you know, capitalize on that. That's what PBM taught us. And so mm-hmm. I feel like PBM is a beautiful thing. And it's, I, I, I say it saved my life because yeah. you know, I, I was going down a path where it's just like I wasn't really seeing my full potential. I was in the background of a lot of things. And PBM shows you how to bring that to light, that you are the light. Mm-hmm. So. I agree. Uh, the the amazing part about uh, PBM in my life yeah. is I just feel like it's it's 
it was meant to happen. Yeah. Like the people that you meet are the people that you're meant to meet. Mm-hmm. And um that's something that I uh realized when I was listening to that audiobook, mm-hmm. the Shoe Dog, the memoir of Phil Knight. Yeah, Nike. Yeah, it was just so crazy seeing how he just went from like this college kid with an idea to meeting to people that just had the same vision and had just they just had this amazing faith and it just led from being an idea in this one person's mm-hmm. head to connecting with a team and then becoming like one of the biggest mm-hmm. companies ever mm-hmm. so and what um so i feel like that's that's like pbm for me like the i met the people who i was supposed to to meet mm-hmm. to go on my path with is it like faith or faith? Faith or what? Or faith? I think they're both saying the same thing. Faith what? or faith? Faith or faith? I think it's both. Faith or faith? Like, is it your faith or is it your faith? Oh, faith. F T F A T E versus F A I T H. No, F A I T H versus F A T E. Yeah. Faith or faith? Faith. Your faith. I think it's both, bro. I feel like with enough faith, you could you could directly impact your fate. By acting on your faith. But if you impact your faith, does it make you not... Is it still your faith? Food for thought. Hey. You lost me, but hey. I didn't okay, know. so if your faith yeah. is written, then it's going to be like this for your life. Mm-hmm. No. I, which you, you, Your faith, like your F-A-I-T-H? No, that's F-A-T-E. So that faith, you feel like if that's sealed, then your faith is written? No, so faith means that you're going to get to this destination. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you believe that we could choose our faith? If it's a faith that's determined, is it a determined faith based on who you are, or a determined faith based on that you are? I feel like it. What you gonna say? I, if, if you don't mind, go ahead. Um, go ahead. I feel like you determine your faith, mm-hmm. how much faith you have. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I feel like your fate mm-hmm. is already determined. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. I feel like God already knows exactly where you're going to end up mm-hmm. and how you're going to end up there and who you're going to meet to end up there and what ideas you're going to have to get there. I don't feel like you can do anything to change your fate. Mm-hmm. But what if you change? Does your fate change with you? I, f- I feel like God already knew you would change. Mm-hmm. You just never get there. I feel like you get... Without the, without I feel the, like you, if you don't get there, it's because you didn't have enough faith. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So your exactly. faith determines your fate. I feel like it. Sometimes you, your your fate is already destined, but yeah. whether you get to it on the end okay. round, mm-hmm. you probably had enough faith you couldn't hold. So it. can we argue that most people's fate is to do good, or I is would, it? I yeah, would, I would think so, bro. I feel like we all were created with purpose to do Everybody, good. yeah, everybody was born for a purpose. Everybody so do you think Hitler? Do you think Hitler was his faith was to do good? I feel yeah. like his bro. He was a. a Hitler was probably, I'm, I'm not condoning none of this, mm-hmm. but Hitler is probably one of the greatest leaders the world has ever seen. Yeah. He got he got a whole entire country to, to, to rid of people, like a specific type of people for one purpose of his, his own selfish accord. Mm-hmm. Imagine if he would have did that same thing but for good, to, to end world hunger. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He could have ended world hunger just the way he got people to, to mass kill like the Jewish people and other people like Mm-hmm. You know, these different different um beliefs like faith groups and stuff like Hitler's one of the greatest leaders the world has ever seen, but he just 
He used his power for manipulation for bad. For, mm-hmm. for bad. Mm-hmm. And so his faith, his fate was sealed in a bad way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think what you said, I think your faith really d- determines your fate. Yeah. Um, because no matter what it is that's set out for you, if you don't believe in it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Right. So, like, your faith can be, it's really what you believe. Your faith is a result of what you believe in. Because, yeah. like, when you think about the human brain, it's like the story you tell to yourself is the way your life is. Like you were saying, if I'm not looking at my life like there's a space, a gap I need to fill, then my life is already there. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is like a great analogy. This is how everyone should be living. Wow. Right? So, like, every question I'm asking, I don't I ask to try to ask the question how, like, people normally ask because everybody's trying to fill a gap. Yeah. Right? So, I think, like, your faith is the creation of your faith. That's what it was. Because you're literally putting it into tuition by believing in it. It's like you're saying, I believe in God and he's going to lead your steps. He was always leading your steps. But until you believed in them, then your steps were never led by him. It was led by your idea that God was leading your steps. That's powerful. So that's like, why the words so closely connected mm-hmm. to one another. Because mm-hmm. like, if I believe that killing 100,000 people is going to be the way to like making me like a good person because I'm cleansing other cultures that's disrupting wow. the higher um the higher race whatever yeah my faith right there is saying that I my faith is gonna end up like this but in my head it's like it's still doing good it's acceptable to me I'm loving this faith I got I got yeah. going on perception yeah wow. that's deep that's deep bro yeah, so this is the Ed Talks podcast. We're doing like soul conversations. <laughs> it's the deep road that supposed to take you to the deep realms of thoughts. Wow, Out bro. here with Javier and Justin. De La Peace. Hey. Justin De La Peace. Don't forget the De La Peace, man. So let's Don't try start to, saying that. Yeah, let's try to ease yours, up, yours, yours, to ease yours, up bro, a bit. Yours. So, you know, we got to play some sort of like funny game or something. Funny game. On a podcast. Sure. So anybody got ideas? Mm, I mean, I watch a lot of YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Um, they usually do like. Uh, start doing that cheap. Would you rather? Oh. Like, would you rather? Or like. I don't know. Let's keep it so full. Yeah, so we were learning some. So we learned some next level stuff today, yeah. too. Yeah. Learning some Qigong and Tai Chi. How does it feel like doing some, like, these Eastern. Way of wellness and health and all this thing. I love it. How do you feel about that? I love it. Um, I feel I feel like a lot of things that you you see like in other cultures and like so some things that you see people do. Sometimes you judge it. You're like, oh, what are they doing? Like that's crazy. Like that's like some some devil stuff or something like that. Right. Until you like actually do it, and then you realize, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For example, um, I've been going to this uh, Blissborn mm-hmm. uh, class with my my fiance. Right. Um, every Wednesday night, and it's supposed to help her with birth, mm-hmm. and um, it's a hypnosis class. Mm-hmm. So at first, I'm like, man, like I'm not trying to do no hypnosis. <laughs> like when I think about hypnosis, I think about like a magician mm-hmm. on stage, like waving a <laughs> yeah, like waving a, like, a, a, a pocket watch in front of you, like. <laughs> Making you dance and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but um, I went and did it, and it's really not that at all. Like self hypnosis is just you controlling your breathing, mm-hmm. 
and just relaxing your body mm-hmm. and focusing on your mind. And I feel like when you focus on your mind, you're able to think about things more clear. Mm-hmm. And it's a way for you to talk to God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like hypnosis. You're not doing hypnosis. I'm like doing Qigong too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Because that's like the same basis of Qigong. It's just like really just like slowing down everything and focus mm-hmm. on your mind. Everything's interconnected. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all like. It's so it's like sometimes people are not open to these mm-hmm. things though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's, I feel like there's a lot of layers of, uh, excuse my language, mm-hmm. but like a lot of layers of bullshit, like mm-hmm. piled up on pure things. Mm-hmm. Um, for for example, I was I was listening to like some sermon last night, and he was talking about how before Jesus came back, mm-hmm. um, when the when the world started anew. Mm-hmm. God had gave everybody instructions, but in the time between when he gave everybody instructions on what to do and the time when Jesus came back, they took those instructions and just like made like other rules and stuff to go on top of that and on top of that and on top of that until it became something completely different. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of these like practices and stuff like that are pure at the, at the core, Mm -hmm. but you have to like, kind of like dig through some of the the mm-hmm. layers to get to it. Mm-hmm. Smart. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. true. So this question is directed for Javier. What's up? So the geniuses, you have a sense to recognize when people have potential. Yeah. And you said you had to recognize your own potential. How was the process of like recognizing your potential as a person? How did that? How did you come up to recognizing that? That's a great question, and it's one of the, that's the, it's frustrating, bro. Mm-hmm. It's because like what it is, bro, is like I see these different individuals. I'll take for example my brothers, you, you guys. I feel like you guys are all geniuses in your own right, and you know I see all these things. And what uh, my problem, what I would do is, is that I would force you guys to act in your genius. Like yo, you gotta do this, bro. You gotta do that, bro. You good at this. You gotta do that. You should do it this way. You should do it that way. Realize, you know. And then I see the genius in you guys, and realize, and then. Forgetting that I too am a genius in my mm-hmm. own right, and you know, and so what it was is that I was so scared to push myself to act in my own, you know, my own abilities mm-hmm. that I was like, you know, forced to. And it, you know, it's good and bad because it's good that I'm pushing other people, but then it's bad because I'm not pushing myself. And so I realized that I had to really push myself, and I had to really sit down and be like, "Yo, okay, Javier, what are you good at? Okay, what is your purpose?" And it wasn't until I really found out my purpose, like my true purpose, is to help people. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing where I can find people that are good at whatever they're they're good at, you know, and show them how to get there, you know, but I had to do that for myself first, and so I knew I'm good at writing, I know I'm good at poetry, I know I'm good at helping people and finding people how they can help themselves, who can help them, mm-hmm. so it wasn't until I made the conscious decision to really, you know, walk into that light and really say, this is what you're going to do, and by you doing this, you're helping people achieve what they need to do as well, and so it was, it's been a journey, I'm still learning, but it all comes with me just believing in myself, being confident in myself and my own abilities. And me doing that, I'll give, I give other people the confidence to believe in themselves. So that's the journey. You know, you know I'm appreciating it. Mm-hmm. It's an everyday learning process, but that's what life is about. Yeah. Discovering your purpose. Discovering your, helping people find their purpose. Yeah, Justin was saying something cool. It was like, he was telling me, I remember this, because he was like, I thought this was my idea, but it's really not. Yeah. It was, I was just like the most powerful thing Justin said to me. Me? Yeah. Like I thought it was an idea, but God gave it to me. It was God's idea. Yeah, I was yeah. just a vessel. Oh, yeah. I was just a vessel for this idea. You feel like sometimes that's what it is, right? 
That's yeah. the, I think that's, that's the idea. That's what faith, what the fake mean. Yeah. You become the vessel of your faith that leads to your faith. Wow. So, yeah. And then you just make that happen based on whether or not you, you're in alignment with the creator. Boy, if you're not having no Ed talk, boy, you ain't having no real talk, boy. You gotta have an Ed talk. Boy. You gotta get an Ed talk with you once a week, boy. To really, like Dr. Yeah, to really be living life, bro. We're you sitting think, here like, yeah. Like, gee, you like, oh, snap. You listen exactly. to like, yeah. You gotta have an Ed talk. If you ain't having the Ed talk, people, boy, you ain't, you ain't having no conversation for real. You better come talk to Ed. What you mean? What you mean? Yeah. You see this, like, straight encouragement, though. The vibe is always positive. Everybody's always pushing each other, always like complimenting each other. Like that's a good environment to be in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know you don't gotta be no Joseph, you know what I'm saying? We all could be kings. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know the Bible, bro. We, we, we um, no, I didn't mean it like that. I know, I know, I know. Um that's what we should, what people need to do, bro. Yeah. It's just like get together and be like, oh, what ideas did God give you? Oh, he gave me this idea. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could, we're meant to do it together. Like, Collaborate. Yeah, like that type of thing. Hey, just know, <laughs> we got some crazy ideas and then we about to bring them to life and it's going to shock the world because and I'm manifesting this right now because mm-hmm. I'm saying it on camera so the world can you see. Yeah, rapper hands. I got rapper hands? Good. <laughs> it's going, hey, stay tuned. Is it rapper hands? Give me that rapport. No, like hands. rapper, like Drake hands. <laughs> you see what I did there? Or you Russ. Like Drake. You got Russ hands. Russ hands? <laughs> hey, hey, people be cracking out Russ, but he's actually a dope rapper. But no, for real, mm-hmm. bro. So we manifesting this. We got so many dope ideas that we about to bring to life, bro. Don't forget the uh-huh. daylight peace, Ed Talks, you know, food for thought, man. We got so mm-hmm. much, so much things coming to Yeah, so yeah, tell, you got a podcast. You're going to have something going on? What's up? Um, what's your, I what's just your have platform? what's going on, what's going on. Okay. They like peace, don't forget the peace. <laughs> have, so you starting a podcast. Tell us about your podcast. I was just gonna I just have um I have a piece right now I have a peace offering. Yep, yep. Which is my Christian clothing brand. Mm-hmm. And eventually it'll evolve into more. Um and then I have De La Peace, which is my, my photography mm-hmm. company, basically doing like um portrait product and conceptual Photographs. I want to really like tell stories through my photography. Mm-hmm. That's dope. I have a few things. Um, I have a marketing management company called Food for Thought Management. I do that with my partner Natalia, and then um, we have Webjackers, which is an extension of that. We make websites as well. So you know, we do a plethora mm-hmm. of things. But I do have a podcast. You know, it's called Fly on the Wall, where mm-hmm. we just have you know various conversations where you wish you were a fly on the wall having these important conversations. We've been having important conversations all day. Mm-hmm. Everybody's having important conversations among each other. Sometimes you, you, you wish you was a fly on the wall listening to it because so many great ideas are ex, you know exchanged when you're just listening conversations. to good conversations. So that's mm-hmm. what that's about. Yeah. And we're hearing your beautiful podcast. It's like, it's like the... Um that's like, what podcast is about. It's a conversation. Yeah. Like the other one, we going to the restaurant. I was like, "Damn, we're like, we're like three guys. We listen to another guy. We were three flies <laughs> on the wall, <laughs> listening to like a, a podcast of conversations." Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful, bro. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's crazy. So you could be one place, and your mind could be somewhere else. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier, like being in your head sometimes. Yeah. Like I remember, like I used to be like really deep in my head. I would be making like little mental movies. Yeah. Like trying to like play out six uh, scenarios and shit, <laughs> and like you're just like this can happen, this can happen, and you're like you're just playing them all out, and then like by the time like you stop, you stop being out your head, and you're like holy crap, 
I could have spent that much time doing the necessary steps to actually get out of the situation. So I was, I, I like, I went through that. So have you ever went through that when you just like you were saying, have you ever went through anything like that? Which is like in your head. Tell me my head every day. I'm, I'm, it's a constant journey trying to get out of my head, bro. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then it's just like, like you just said, like imagine the time that you were stuck in your head. What if you were like in the present? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could have been creating these memories, these different experiences, and really being happy. Like, I had a problem with being happy because I was always in my head. Mm -hmm. So life right now for me is just like getting out of my head appreciating the moments and appreciating the different experiences and you know, just being grateful for them because you can't get those back. And if you're in your head, you're not going to be able to appreciate those things because you're blocking your happiness. That's right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I find myself in my head a lot. Um, but I know that it's not good for me because it being in your head, it, it leads to like more fear mm -hmm. and more, more anxiety because you're always thinking about like what you said about all the things that could happen and stuff like that and mm -hmm. instead of actually just experiencing life because really anything could happen yeah like, it's possible for anything in the world to happen mm -hmm. so why would you waste your time just thinking about endless possibilities yeah when you when you have a whole life in front of you that you so the, mm -hmm. need to do something with yeah like you were saying the whole life in front of you life is the same game game it's a mm -hmm. game of Sims. Yeah, Najee. Like, Shout out to Najee. Yeah, so we're going to go back to the story of like how you got the whole um, Sim story. Because that's your good story. But if life is a game of a Sim, every day you kind of get to create your own mental movie and build your skills and build your talents and change wow. your faith through wow. your faith in that day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, like, sometimes we're trying to, like, fix the movie, but we don't realize we're in the movie right now. Wow. So we're looking at the replay of a past tape. Right, that could have been thrown out in the garbage because it's not going in the real movie. Mm -hmm. But instead of actually shooting the movie while we're in it, in we're just living in the past mess up of the movie or the past future version that's not have yet happened because you could determine if you're not having the Ed talk, are you really having the conversation? <laughs> so, good. like, this is I'm you just you got me, yeah, that was that was, that was deep, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's what's the thought. Yeah, so it's like, it's like we go through these things, but like I was saying, we don't really go through them, we grow through them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like the concept of like, if you could change everything that says in the form of going through to growing through, your life will be changed. Wow. Give, give me an example. You could change, go, if it, somebody say, yo, I'm going through a divorce. Yo, I'm growing through a divorce right now, kid. Yo, I know I'm never to never to be with that woman again. Like, yeah, I just like, how, like I just learned how this. I grew through that one. Yeah, and I know not to like sleep with that girl. Again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, Ooh, I grew out of that situation. Hit her with that chief force, you know. Like, nah, but when you're going through, you become a victim. When you're going through, you become a victor. You already won. It's like that verbiage is important. You did check me on that earlier. That yeah. verbiage, your, your verbiage is very important. Yeah. So some like what's it? Yeah, you're making like verb because I make I do these daily cues. Float. I make these daily cues in my head. I actually do this. Yeah. Like I would be like as simple as this, and this happens to me because I don't have a car right now, right? So when I take the bus, and it's a simple thought. If I if I got there like two minutes later, if I'm gonna get there two minutes later, and the bus is the train is about to leave. I'm saying there's no point of worrying about getting there or looking at my watch because 
no matter what, it's gonna be the same time period if I look or don't look. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I say that could that very easy thing gets me to be like understanding that things are not going to change because I'm wishing or thinking so much about it and just being tense. Oh my god, the train's gonna leave. The train's gonna leave. It's still together. gonna leave. I'm telling you, and every time that comes up, yeah. I do that mental switch. It's not about the train yeah. at all, kid. I could feel that because I'd be rushing to work sometimes. Yeah, and it's oh, not. I'm still gonna be there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I'd be rushing to work. I'd be, I'd be in such a rush. <laughs> yeah, to to leave the house at nine twenty-five. Mm-hmm. I mean eight twenty-five. I gotta be to work at eight thirty. It's already eight twenty-five. Yeah, like either yeah. way, I'm getting to work at like eight forty-five. So I might as well just relax and just, exactly. just drive to ride. work normal. Like yeah. just enjoy the ride. Yeah, enjoy the yeah. ride. <laughs> Yeah, that's what life is. Just enjoy the ride, kid, and shut up. And just like, up, just be like, yo, I'm going to get there. I've we'll got the time, mm-hmm. you know? We'll that's some, like, mm. some really powerful stuff. So so if, if, you, if you know that God is going to tell you what to do, mm-hmm. then there's no reason for you to have fear because no matter what, he's going to tell you what to do. Exactly. So you don't need to keep checking the clock and checking, like... Mm-hmm. Those things and, and worrying about when it's gonna happen because you just have to have faith that yeah it's gonna happen. That's yeah. the, the same thing. Yeah, your faith has already been created. But your faith, that faith you had in the, the seed you sow in the beginning, to begin with. So it's some deep stuff. You believe in. It's like it's a verse about that. Yeah, it's like it's you don't. True. Why why should you worry about your shelter and your food? Oh, uh, Matthew six thirty one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote that down on the um my whiteboard in my room the mm-hmm. other day. You really did you? And you <laughs> said it. That's yeah, crazy. you made yeah. a of that, and you brought it to yeah. life. And you just yeah, that's beautiful, man. That's strange. We're all connected. Remember, guys, we're all connected. People don't believe in that, bro. So tell. Let's talk about that. The whole Sims and the whole interconnectedness. The whole so tell Sims us thing? the story of the Sims. Check. Okay, and so, um, you know, my brother Najee, one day we were, you know, just on the balcony, just sitting there, you know, and just talking about life, you know, just mm-hmm. conversing, really talking about life. And we were just saying, he was just saying, like, life is like a big game of Sims, you know, like, really and truly, like, if you want to do anything, you could you could do it. All you got to do is apply yourself and just do it over and over again, mm-hmm. you know, like in the game of Sims or even like Grand Theft Auto, all these like these real life games, simulation games. Like, if you want to, like, get your attributes up, you have to do it over and over mm-hmm. again, and you see your attributes rise. Mm-hmm. That's the same thing in life. If you want to learn anything, if you want to do anything in life, you want to be, be anything in life, you just got to be consistent and do it, and be persistent and do it over and over mm-hmm. again. Eventually, your attributes raise, mm-hmm. and your awareness level is raised, and you're able to do those things. And that's what that's how life correlates to Sims. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if everybody just, we're all connected, if everybody just mm-hmm. about that simple process of just, Consistency, you know, and just being patient, mm-hmm. and actually taking the time to, to cultivate their their um whatever whatever it is they're trying to obtain, mm-hmm. you know, we will eventually all be masters at something, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Cause we all masterminds, bro. Yeah. I feel like we all masterminds. That's but really true. just focusing on what you want to do and really just doing that like into like you're you're the best at it. It's that consistency that's gonna take you that that faith, mm-hmm. applied faith, applied faith, yeah, applied faith. Faith without work is dead. How are we going to help each other? I feel like one this conversation does mm-hmm. a lot, you know, kind of puts things into perspective. Um, motivating one another and being there for one another, you know what I'm right. saying? Being like push factors. Like, hey, hey, bro, you know how to do this? Oh, you don't know how to do that? I know how to do that. 
hey, you know how to do that? Nah, but you you know how to do it. Hey, show me how. You know what I'm saying? Just be there for one another mm-hmm. and pushing each other and showing, like, whatever you're weak at, be that strength. You know what I'm saying? Vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We got to pour into one another, especially as black men. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of crabs in the buckets out here. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody trying to compete, everybody trying to dominate. But if we realize that we're all only competing with ourselves mm-hmm. and then everybody else is just you know it's like a friend who can help you get to the next part of conquering yourself mm-hmm. it'll be so much better dog mm-hmm. so much better and so we just gotta help one another just Find conquer ourselves, really to win mm-hmm. yeah. like for me I think it's just friendship, friendship like dog. there's like the, the some things are best known by just the solid identification that you're you're my friend and like and I and like I want the best for you Correct. And with that, everything else just should come into fruition Correct. based on that identification that we made in the beginning of the exchange. Correct. And then the reason, like, okay, so what do friends do? Friends keep up with each other. Like, you got to make sure we, we keep up. Like, y'all have no problem keeping up. We live in the same place. Yeah. But it's like everybody else you're trying to, like, get in your circle. It's like, yeah. what are we going to do to keep up? Like, how are we going to act like friends? You know, and at the same time, it's like, now, if we're friends, we all got businesses. How we're gonna help each other succeed in our business in that reason? How we're gonna because we're friends, for sure, right? So I think that's the base. If we just keep it on the basis of that, that's how relationships thrive. It's not really based on what this guy do or what he does. It's just based on the matter that yo, like this is we came into agreement that we care about each other and we care about right. achieving something. Right? Yeah, yeah. We, we we benefit each other mm-hmm. by mutually mm-hmm. helping yeah. one another. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's actually what uh. Um, yeah, just, my, go my ahead. Yeah, just go but, ahead. But um, that's actually what uh church was about today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, true, like true friendship and stuff like that. And I was talking about that um Bible verse about uh how you know like two are better than one. Mm-hmm. Like um when there's two of you, mm-hmm. if one falls one falls down, then there's another one there mm-hmm. to pick you up. And if you're by yourself, it's hard to stand against like a opposing force but if it's two of you then you can overcome it mm-hmm. and then it says that a three a threefold cord is not easily broken mm-hmm. so like a, a true friendship is three people it's mm-hmm. you the other person and god, god. Mm-hmm. as long as you have that then mm-hmm. you're good that's a perfect marriage too that's yeah. what the movie not easily broken was about yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's powerful so yes there's a verse that said, like, we're two or three, or is it two or more, I gather, here I am. That's the whole aspect of church. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Church is not, like, the physical building and stuff like that. Church is being, you know, in one accord, you know, for one common good, which is God. So that's why it says, we're two or more, I gather, here I am. God is always in your presence, especially where two or more are gathered for a common purpose. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? This is, this is, you know, God is with us right now. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we talking right now. We probably don't even know what we're saying, but it's coming to us. Yeah. Because he's here in our presence right now, and he's not speaking... You know, he's not speaking, you know, for us or against us. He's speaking through us. So everything that we're saying is ordained. We're supposed to be saying it right now. We're not. You see how we're not struggling for words? Everything is coming. Questions are coming. We need to write none of this down. We need to plan none of this. But everything we're saying makes sense. It's all connected. And it's like we're saying the perfect words at the right time. Because he's here right now with us, bro. This, this moment right here in time is supposed to happen. So, like, how important are, like, real friendships? Like, you were saying true friendships right now. Because, like... Because you said, like, one thing you were saying is, like, you never know how easy you could fall off with somebody. Never know how easy, bro. I feel like friendship, you know, is a... I have some friends, you know what I'm saying? They say friendship is essential to the soul. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's, that's, there's some truth to that. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, because you, in the beginning, God created man, he created Adam, right? Mm -hmm. But then he saw that man was lonely, so he gave him a wife, which was a, a friend, a counterpart. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? At the beginning, God recognized that that person was lonely. You can have all this, you have dominion over all these things, but you're lonely. Mm -hmm. You have nobody to communicate with. Mm -hmm. That's how essential friendship is. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That at the beginning, God had to give somebody, to, he, had to, he had to give Adam a counterpart. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like it's essential. People, it's lonely when you have nobody to talk to. Right. That's why people go crazy in jail. Mm -hmm. They have nobody to talk to, really. Or, like, when they're in, not in jail, but for say, but, like, when they're, like, in the um the hole or something mm -hmm. with no type of um communication to anybody in the outside world. You go crazy because you have to have some type of communication with, with other people, some type of way. Men, humans were meant to, like, to, to, to interact because mm -hmm. we're interconnected. Interaction mm -hmm. is important. That's why friendship is important, mm -hmm. bro, in my opinion. Yeah, like what you're saying about alone, like I was reading about it, like uh, uh, alone was like all one. It meant to be like all one. All one. And it's being by all by oneself. Yeah. So sometimes when you're alone, it's like you're, you're like all one. You could easily get yourself to become yourself mm -hmm. by like recognizing who you are. You become you by recognizing it. And sometimes when you're all by yourself, you all one, you can recognize yourself through God's light because you you're quiet in your life and you can and so we're back. <laughs> and we were talking about being all alone and how that makes you treasure relationships. Yeah. So yeah, well I forgot the whole question I asked. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you learn about you? Yourself, yeah, what do you learn about yourself after in that moment that you just really have to like kind of get in your head to get out your head? I feel like I said some real shit, but we like we're in the recordings and now I forgot. So <laughs> like now I'm trying to say, dang, what was the good thing I said? But nah, bro, I feel like you know you just learn to that you. I've said that I learned that I'm a king. Mm -hmm. I learned that you know that it all came from inside of me. Like I had to learn how to love myself. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I had to learn how to trust myself and to to believe that I can get myself out of these different things and know that. It all came from God, you know what I'm saying? Everything that I'm able to do, it all came from God's, you know, his love and his grace. But you, it all comes from really loving yourself and really believing in yourself and trusting yourself that you can, like, do anything. You know, you can really do anything. And once you believe in that self, in that stuff, you have, like, that self-esteem about yourself, that mm -hmm. you have the confidence in yourself and that faith in yourself that you can really determine where you end up in life. Like, you know, like we talked about, like, your faith really dictates your fate. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to have the faith in yourself that you're gonna carry yourself through anything through the help of God. So that's what mm -hmm. I learned. My answer for that question is exactly what uh, Javier said. So we connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Do you have a you, you have another question? Nah. So I'm just like closing the podcast. <laughs> you know. Just ask one more question. So yeah, the the last question I always ask is. If you're leaving out the room yeah. and you're about to leave one last message, what's that message? Yeah, so my, my message would be to put your faith over fear and also be willing to serve, be willing to give up everything that you have uh, for his glory and not your own. Mm -hmm. so. And uh, what I would want to say is to um, help people find their balloon, mm -hmm. you know, help people find their purpose in life, you know, what makes them happy. When you're trying to find your purpose, if you realize that by helping other people, by serving other people, 
you're able to find out what makes you happy in life. You're able to find your own purpose. And so by helping people find their balloon, which is their purpose and their happiness, you eventually find your balloon at the same time, which is your purpose and your happiness. We're all interconnected. Beautiful. And I just say, listen, God is already in your heart. You're just clouding and his his call. Like, and like in reality, you already have the power in you, the power of God, the Holy Spirit, and the idea that you're a human being. That's the whole idea of the unlimited power. And to be honest, if you're not having the Ed Talk, are you really having the real conversation? Ed Talks, Ed Talks, Ed Talks. <laughs> so thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this version of Ed Talks featuring Justin and Javier. Hold on, hold on. You forgot, Justin, you forgot the De La Peace. Don't forget the De La. Don't forget the peace. Don't forget none of that. Food for thoughts, man. Food, Food for, for thoughts. thoughts. Gotta make you think, man. All right. Y'all, make sure you tune in every week for another episode one of these dope interviews. And remember, if you ain't tuning into the Ed Talks... Are you really having the conversation? Station, station, station. All right, please be sure to leave your um, nice review here on the podcast. <laughs> Share it to your friends. Tell them about the Ed Talk because this is the conversation. Hey, follow me, Dr. Javier Lee on Instagram. Oh, yeah, let's go with the you know social media. We Dr. Javier Lee on Instagram. On Twitter, it's uh, Rajay Lee, R-A-J-A-E-L-E-E Lee. You know what I'm saying? Follow me for all the food for thought. My brother. Damn, we should have been saying it the whole uh, J- Justin De La Peace on Instagram and Twitter. Also, a peace offering and De La Peace. Don't forget the De La Peace. Don't worry, I put the um, at names right there. <laughs> so that people could already see it. Yo, follow, follow Javier and Justin. See, we say it last because we don't care about none of that. We want to get you. Get yeah, we're just trying to get the message out. Of course, man. Of course. Man. That's it. Get your message out, man. Tune in next week for another Shine one of those life, dope growth thoughts. That's Ian Mann, by the way. Ian, man. Yeah, man, man, visual. Yo, no shout outs at the end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yo, no shout outs. <laughs> trying to wrap up the podcast. <laughs>